Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We put up a questionnaire on our story a couple of days ago asking for some Supercoach draft questions and we would go through those. Unfortunately, uh, Supercoach has, sorry, unfortunately, Instagram has fisted me on this one. I can't actually get access to those questions. I think I left it too long to go back and have a look at them. Didn't realise they deleted them. Have done this before. I am aware of that. Uh, but I do know that one question that was really common with all of you, there was about eight or nine of them out of the you know 80 or 90 that were there, was um, top 10. What are your top 10 picks as it stands right now? So I went through, I made my top 10 with the information that we have right now. Obviously, the biggest question marks as it stands at this very moment is Tommy Turbo and Ryan Pappenhausen. So I have placed them where I would pick them based on the information that we have today. Uh, So I'll go through those for you now. So number one for me has to be Nathan Cleary. As I've said a number of times on this podcast over the last week or two, I think he's in for a massive season. I think he is the obvious number one. Hines finished with a higher average last year, so there is an argument to go Hines over Cleary, but you know what you're going to get with Cleary. You've got it year in, year out for a couple of years. Hines, you've had one huge career year. I do think he will back it up, but I just think you've got to go with the consistency of Nathan Cleary, the consistency of the Penrith Panthers. You know they're going to perform this year. You know that he's going to be the goal kicker. Without Appy, he probably takes on a little bit more. He just went to a World Cup. He's going to come back a better player from that. So, number one, I think it has to be Nathan Cleary. I think if you're going in any other direction, I think you're out thinking the room. If you're going to go in a different direction... You're either going turbo because you just think he can have another 2021 or you're going Hines. If you're going anyone else, you're fucking crazy. But personally, I think you're off your head if you're not going Cleary in the first place. So he's my standout number one. I would be very, very surprised. You would have to put up a very good argument uh, to go anyone else other than Cleary, in my opinion. Number two is interesting. Turbo, I probably would have had him there a couple of weeks ago. Already got an injury over in the States. There is a little bit of mystery around that. Will he play round one? They have the bye round two. Probably won't see him too round three. Uh, If he didn't have the hamstring injury leading into this season, he would have been my number two for sure. 
Uh, we know what Turbo, Turbo is capable of. Uh, I'm now worried the hamstring injuries, Manly, they don't have the greatest depth in the world, new coaching, we're not sure what they're going to look like, etc., etc. So for me, I have to shift Turbo down. I have to push Nico Hines up there. Once again, we don't know. We haven't seen Nico Hines do this consistently over the years, but based on what he showed us last year, I'm happy to pick him in front of these other guys. I'm happy to just to back in. He will get enough base and he will kick enough goals to make him really relevant. He's also super talented, as we know. Hopefully, he'll be better for the run and he'll he'll, he'll improve on his footy next year and hopefully the Sharkies can go to a new level. But I'm obviously not as confident that the Sharks stay at the very top like I'm confident in the Penrith Panthers. So that's the difference there for me. That's why Cleary's a standout one. I think Hines, he is a number two. Uh, and then I think I would go Turbo in number three. Now, we don't really know uh, how Turbo's looking at the moment. He is over there in the States. We'll get a better idea once he returns. I don't think he'll play trials. I don't think he'll play round one. They have a bye round two. I don't think we'll see Turbo until round three, to be perfectly honest with you. So we'll see how it's all playing out by then. We'll, we'll get a gauge on the Manly Seagulls and where he's at. If he does play round one, really good signs there. I would assume he won't. I think it would be stupid for Manly to play him in round one. I think you'll see him in round three for the very first time. He would be pick number three, and he has the ability well and truly to be the top supercoach player this season. If he stays fit, that is the big question mark, though, and that is the huge, huge worry for me. Um, you just need him to be on the field for the last four weeks. The beauty of the Manly Seagulls, I think out of, you know, Cleary, Hines, the Penrith Panthers, the Cronulla Sharks, I think Manly is the team that is least likely to rest their players in the last week. I think they will still be fighting. If they are going to be a top eight team, I think they will still be fighting for that spot. Um, and if they're not, I think they will still pop put all their players out there because there is no point resting your guys in the last week as you go into the offseason. So I like that side of things with Turbo. I'd be going him pick three because he can. If he just stays fit, he will probably win you a competition if the rest of your team isn't fucking shambles. Clear at one, Hines at two. At the moment, I've got Turbo at three. Number four. Uh, I could go, I could swap my number four and number five quite easily. Uh, I've got James Tedesco there at the moment. Uh, the more I look at it, the more I'm sort of thinking Latrell. But Teddy and, and Latrell, I would have them four and five. Uh, I am a little bit worried about Teddy, the role that Joey Manu is going to play. I think he'll steal some points off him this year. I think the Roosters have finally worked out how they're going to transition him from right center to getting more involved through the ruck. So I just worry that he might steal a few points off Teddy. Uh, is he going to steal enough that Teddy's going to be a train wreck? No way. Way, but I just worry that those really high ceilings of Teddy going that 150 and stuff, I think Manu might steal it off him on a few occasions. So, Teddy, I've got him at four. I've got Latrell at five. Uh, what Latrell Mitchell did last year was fucking incredible. He absolutely fisted me in classic all season for years that followed beers and break evens. You will know that. I was too stubborn on Latrell Mitchell. I should have got him when most of you did. I didn't, and it cost me big time. Uh, the thing with Latrell Mitchell for me this year is that he could. Could be he could be one of the real value guys in the top 10. you got to remember Latrell last season didn't really have a preseason, uh, had to go to America for 10 weeks, came back and absolutely killed it. This year, he gets an entire preseason. He'll probably be fitter than what he ever has been. I think Latrell Mitchell has realized now just how good Latrell Mitchell can be. I think he knew how good he was at center, but I think as a fullback, he's probably really found himself over the last 12 months or so. So I'm expecting Latrell to come back fit as a fucking fiddle and absolutely brain it. I think South City 
Sydney. They'll be a top four team once again. They always find a way to get there. I think that Latrell's position in that team is sensational. Cody Walker and Ilias, they just dish ball out to him, and he is in the super coach scoring position. And with his hands, he creates so much, especially on that left-hand side and on the right-hand side, to be fair. I think his selective passing is right up there with the very best in the competition, if not the best in the competition. On top of that, he can run over you. He can run around you. He can beat you in so many different ways, Latrell Mitchell. Uh, and I just, as much as he, he won't have as many touches and he'll he'll need attacking stats uh, to score well in Supercoach, South Sydney, they're always going to be scoring points. Latrell Mitchell is always going to be around there. So I, I could quite easily say Latrell 4, Teddy 5. I've got both of them. Could go either way. I just think Teddy's a little bit safer because he gets the base stats every week. But I think the higher ceiling guy could be Latrell Mitchell this year, to be honest with you. I think he'll have a really high average. Uh, and I think that occasionally he'll have, you know, if South Sydney don't play well or whatever, I think he will have the occasional 30, 40-point game. Whereas James Tedesco, his low games will probably be a 60-point game. Uh, but those two... I, I have to have both of them there. So Teddy and Latrell, four and five. You can make up your mind there which way you want to go. Number six, uh, I would probably go Cam Munster here. I think I'd go for the money man. Great season for the Melbourne Storm last year. You know what you're going to get with Cam, Cam Munster every single season. I think we know what we're going to get with Cam Munster every single season of his super coach career, realistically. Uh, you can lock in now, 70-point average. He might go a little bit above that. He might go a little bit below that. But he's going to be around 70 points. He's going to have his highlight games where he goes 120 or so. Um, probably doesn't have those big 150s, 160s in him. Uh, it, well, to, to, to be fair, he had one score of 147 last year. His other 100s, 120, 110, 130, 112. A uh, couple of 90s in there as well. So you know what you're going to get with Cam Munster. You have a look over the last few seasons. He's been one of the most consistent guys for a long time. 69, 70, 74, 81. To be fair, he has improved every single season over the last five. 81 last year. If he improves on that again, you've got yourself an absolute star. He was obviously off contract last year, off the drink and everything. So I do wonder if maybe that played a role in that 81, but I think you can lock in a 70-point average with a bit of upside. He will not go below 70. Um, I don't think he'll be up there with your Cleary and these sort of guys, but I think he'll be a really consistent and safe uh, super coach captain option. Hopefully, the Melbourne Storm, I think they're a little bit light in their pack this year, but Craig Bellamy tends to get the best out of guys, and I think Cam Munster's in for another good season. So I got him at pick six. Pick seven, this could be the value play of the draft. Ryan Pappenhausen. Now, we might get to draft day in a couple of months, and all the information is new and Pappy's good to go for round one and nothing's changed and we're all good. If so, I shift Pappy right up to pick three or four. As it stands right now, we're not quite sure where Pappy is at. Now, after Pappy, there's going to be a long list of guys I'm going to talk about. For me, I'm not sure if you can win a comp with those guys this year. If all the top six or seven guys are fit come the end of the season and you're in a captain's league, I think that one of those guys will take home the premiership in your competition. You're going to have to build one hell of a fucking team to win the comp in 2023 if you don't have a Cleary, a Hines, a Turbo, a Teddy, a Luttrell, or a Munster, in my opinion, or a Pappenhausen. Now, if Pappy isn't looking incredibly fit or we're not sure if he's going to be back to his best, he's going to slide. Now, I think pick seven is sort of where I would consider him simply because he can win you a comp. You go back and have a look at his numbers last year, just about averaging 100 points, essentially. He's an absolute freak. He's in a gun team, but there's a lot of risk for it. I think pick seven's about the spot, but... I honestly think Pappy could fall so far, depending on what the news is over the next couple of weeks and months. What we know about Pappy come draft day, which is about about five weeks away for most of us, it could change everything. So you need to keep your ear to the ground and keep an eye on Pappy and see where he is. I'm glad that I've got Cleary as a pick and I don't have to worry about Pappy. But if you're at pick... 
I reckon four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, any of those or below that, you need to be keeping your eye on Ryan Pappenhausen because he could go at pick three if it looks like he's going to be all sweet or he could go all the way to like pick 14 if it looks like he's not going to be great and you're going to back yourself to have a reasonable team and just stay around the middle of the ladder the entire season until Pappy returns. And then all of a sudden you could have a top three pick at the back end of the draft. So Pappy, he's the big swing guy in the top 10 for me. He could go, you know, three or four, or he could go 13 or 14th. He could even go further than that, depending on what happens with this injury. If I hear that he's going to be out till origin or half of the season, for example, I've got Nathan Cleary, so I'll have pick one and then I'll have pick 28. If Ryan, Pappen's, if Ryan Pappenhausen is still there, I honestly would seriously consider going him. In fact, I almost definitely would go him at pick 28 and just build a team to get to the end of the season. So hopefully, I come into finals with Nathan Cleary and Ryan Pappenhausen. So he's the wild card. You need to do your own research there. Check in with NRL Physio. Check in with the Melbourne Storm. You need to be looking at all the information you can possibly get with Pappy and then try and make an educated decision there. And I am so, as I said a couple of times, I am so glad that I don't have to make that decision because it's going to be fucking brutal. Pick number eight, I've got Harry Grant, the best hooker in rugby league, the best hooker in Supercoach. I think he's the obvious guy to go there at pick eight. Uh, Not many hookers, not many 80-minute hookers. Grant, if he doesn't play 80 minutes, he'll play very close to it. I think he will play 80, though. He's got the highest upside of any hooker in Supercoach. He's the guy I would go there at pick eight. But I still think you're going to have to build a bloody good team to win a Supercoach comp with Harry Grant unless there are injuries to those top seven guys, but Harry Grant is the guy I'd go there. Pick nine and ten. Good God, I have no fucking idea what you're going to do here. If any of those guys that I mentioned previously have dropped to there, jump on them straight away. You might get a Harry Grant there. You might get a Pappenhausen there. Uh, I don't think any others have the potential to slip down that far. Turbo, depending on what happens with his hamstring, but I'll be shocked if he doesn't go in the top five picks in most comps. Um, So there's a lot of options here. There are so many options. The one that I would probably go, I'm looking at this big list of guys that I've got here. The one that interests me is Matt Burton. I think he's one guy that has got huge upside. Had a pretty good super coach season last year, but I think he's a guy that can really jump out of the box. And we said last year, we weren't as keen on Nico Hines as the weekly rubdown boys, but everyone was sort of riding off Nico Hines. We did say for draft day last, year if you're if you've got a late pick and you and you want to have a crack at winning your competition by going with a fucking big swinging dick Nico Hines is your guy uh, he turned out to be that guy last year which was sensational I think Matt Burton is this guy last year I think Matt Burton is the guy that you can probably get pick pick 10 onwards that I genuinely think could win you a super coach competition if it all clicks at Canterbury. There's a lot of water to go under that bridge. There is no doubt about it. Uh, but I genuinely do think being a goal kicker with Kikau on his edge, with Josh Adokar on his edge, with Canterbury surely improving, with Reed Marnie th- throwing him the best pills in rugby league, I think Matt Burton is the guy that you could grab at you know, 8, 9, 10, 11, anywhere around that mark, and he could put a big dint in this competition. He's 5'8", uh, not many 5'8s around too, so you'd gain a little advantage there because not many other teams would be able to find a good 6 that would solve a problem for you straight away, and he's got big upside. I think he only improves this year, Matt Burton. Coming back from a World Cup, that'll be massive. He's probably the guy I'd go at 9, 10, fuck, Absolute lottery. These are some of the names I've got written down here that I think you would consider. Scott Drinkwater from the North Queensland Cowboys. I had him last year. I think I got him round 10 or 11. Um, I think he was he's probably the guy that was drafted the lowest in my comp last year that is on this list now. Uh, Drinky finished last year with a 71-point average. He should be seriously considered uh, as far as one of those picks there. Won't goal kick, obviously. Val Holmes will have it, uh, but there'll be origin period and everything, and if, something goes, if Val Holmes goes down or whatever, 
whatever you'll see Scotty Drinkwater take over. Hamiso was there last year, occasionally stealing minutes at the back end of games. I don't think you'll see that this year. I think it'll be his spot for the whole season. So Drinky, he becomes really appealing, potentially at pick 10. Dill Brown, he killed it last year. If you think Dill Brown can back up what he did, you have to consider him. I've sort of taken the consideration of buys out of it, guys. You can work out when your grand final buy is. In my competition, it's round 27. Parramatta's got the buy that week, so Brown doesn't interest me. Neither does Moses, neither does Gutho. It might be South Sydney that's got the buy in your comp in 26. Whatever week you've got your buy in, you need to take that into consideration. I'm just doing it off the dome here. Uh, Joey Manu at the Sydney Roosters. Uh, he's a guy with huge upside. He's going to play a lot more through the middle this year. Uh, he's a guy that I that I think is it's going to be tough to win a comp with him, but I think to compete with these top teams, you need the high upside. He has got huge fucking upside, Joey Manu. Huge. So he's one you need to consider. Val Holmes, Cowboys, goal kicker, centre wing. He's lost his dual position. That hurts him a lot, but he's a guy late you would be looking at. AJ Brimson from the Gold Coast Titans. If the rumours are true and he's going to play fullback, really like that. If Tanner Boyd and Foz and uh, Sammy Verrills, Aaron Clark can sort this team out, he could pick up a stack of points there. Once again, Captain's League, he's a guy with huge upside that I'd be willing to take a punt on late. Clint Gutherson's another option, pending when your buy is. You know what you're going to get with Gutho. You know, 65, 70 every single season, essentially. Parramatta, their squad is changing a little bit, so you need to keep that in mind with Dill Brown and with... um, and with Moses and with Gutho. But you look at the last few seasons for Gutho, uh, 70, 75, 68. So you know you're going to get around that 65 to 70 sort of mark, even if they regress a little bit. Gutho's fucking everywhere. N- never a bad option. Um, Cody Walker, Damian Cook. Cody Walker had a low year last year. I personally wouldn't be going near Cody Walker. I think Latrell Mitchell steals too many points off him, but there might be value there. Damian Cook, second best hooker in rugby league or in, in Supercoach anyway. Maybe you want to put Reese Robson in front of him. I think Cook, you'll have another solid year, and I think it'll be Cookie's last year as a sort of top line super coach pick. I think Mamazellas will start to take minutes off him next year, potentially late this year. So just be aware of that. But I think Damien Cook, he still averaged 75 points last year, which was tremendous. So I still think you have to have Damien Cook up there. Uh, you got Cody Walker. you got Sam Walker as well, another one from the Sydney Roosters. If you think the Chooks are in for a big year, Sam Walker, you'd assume he would be the goal kicker for the Roosters again. Um it's all about upside with Sam Walker, a 59-point average, but you know he's got these huge 100-plus games in him. Uh, he tends to go above 60 in the vast majority of games that he plays. Uh, what is it? Uh, the game scored above 60. Oh, no, sorry. I, I take that back. It's at about 30% over um, 60 points last year. So that's a little bit disappointing. He can have his really quiet games, but if the Roosters do as well as what we are predicting, uh, Sam Walker, he's a guy that you can get. Uh, I think he's only available at halfback. It will solve a major problem for you there. He's a captain option every week. It's going to be a nervous ride, but one that I'd be willing to take a punt on, probably pick 13, 14, maybe round two on the way back down. Um, KP, playing up there at the Newcastle Knights, he's got an injury early, which really worries me. Uh, I don't think he'll be a first-round guy. I think he'll be a round two, round three guy, but I think he improves off last year. I was the I was selling KP stock so heavily at the start of last season. I made the bold claim that he'd, go, he'd average less than 55 points. He averaged 50 points, so well and truly shit in there. But he got concussed, he got injured. That's what KP does. That's the reality of who KP is, unfortunately. Yes, there were some injuries games that brought him down and whatnot, but that's the guy that we're talking about here. That's the reality of it. You're still taking that risk with him at Newcastle, but I just like that he's going to be playing 5'8". 
which I sorry, I, I'd prefer him at fullback. Don't get me wrong, but I just think the role he's going to play isn't going to be that much different. I think they will. I know they will allow Jackson Hastings to play both sides of the ruck. I think you'll see Adam Elliott and Kurt Mann in first receiver coming out to Jacko, and then I think you'll see KP get the ball in a very similar spot to where he was at fullback before. And the one thing about Jackson Hastings, he will position you in the perfect spots. You saw on the occasional times last year where Luke Brooks played his best footy, it was out the back of Jackson Hastings. He understands the game better than most. He knows how to put a strike weapon in the right spot. So I think KP does improve. Does he goal kick or not? I don't know. I'd like to think that I'd be able to give you guys a heads up before draft day. Uh, It'll be him or Jackson. So hopefully I'll have a bit of an insight into that. This injury to KP right now is a little bit of a worry as far as goal kicking goes. If he gets goal kicking though, I think he he should really shoot up in that Newcastle side. So KP is one to consider. Then you've got a couple of forwards. Uh, Not many of them, but like a Joe Tapanay, he had a huge season last year. He was incredible. Uh, Personally, I think you should chase a ceiling in a captain's league, which I assume most of you are playing in captain's league. Uh, I would probably chase an outside back with a bit of upside, but Tapanay, some of his scores last year, 95, 94, 74, 73, 113, 75, really big scores there. Can he do it for another, you know, the entirety of the season? I don't know. Um, You look at the first five weeks of last season, he went above 60 once, and that was a 60-point game, so he never got more than 61 in the first five weeks. Really improved in the back end. But still, we got to the last two games, or like three of the four last games of the season, he got 26, 51, 59. So I personally wouldn't be going near Tapanade that early. I'd try and get him later. But I think you need to chase upside. Matty Burton, he'd be my pick of that bunch. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Drink is interesting. I think Manu's very interesting. Brimo's interesting. Um, KP, I think he's interesting, but I'd have him below those other guys. Sam Walker's interesting. I'd have him below those guys. Damien Cook's interesting because he's a nine. If you want to just... You know, make sure you're safe and sound in that position. He's a guy to look at. There's going to be so many changes to this as the season approaches, guys. I'll be doing a monthly show with the Weekly Rubdown where they come down to Bloke Studios. We take a deep dive into different things. So much content you are coming coming your way for draft. Going to be on YouTube, on the podcast. It's going to be fucking unreal. But at the moment, that's how my top 10 would look like. Cleary, Hines, Turbo, Teddy, or Luttrell. Uh, Munster, Pappy, Grant, Burton. Then take your pick out of Drinky, Dill Brown, Manu, Val, Brimo, Gutho, Tapanay, Walker, uh, Cookie, Sam Walker, Kalen Ponga, whatever the fuck you want to go with there. So many options from 10 to 14. I don't think it's a terrible year to finish in that spot, but you're going to have to nail two picks there, and you're going to have to get very lucky with your captaincy choices to be able to beat the owners of Cleary, Hines, Turbo, Teddy, Latrell, Munster, Pappy. Uh, I think if you're one of those guys, if you've got to pick one to seven, uh, I think you're in a really, really good spot this season. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.